Salutations, listeners! This episode of Dames and Dragons is brought to you by Cobalt Press. Cobalt Press is a third-party design company for RPG products with a range of books and supplements on monsters, adventures, and settings for both Pathfinder and D&D. The Cobalt-in-Chief is Wolfgang Bauer, who is a well-known game designer, who got his start writing for Dungeon Magazine back in the year of Our Lord, 1991. Cobalt Press's premier product is the Midgard setting, which is a game-neutral setting with a very successful Kickstarter. To help keep the Midgard content coming out regularly, they've decided to launch a Patreon that will stream new material on a monthly basis. To help expand the world of 5th edition and Pathfinder, go to patreon.com slash cobaltpress. Patreon.com slash K-O-B-O-L-D press. So become a patron today to get access to new maps, new monsters, and new 5e character options. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Hey, listen, Caitlin, at the beginning of the last time we recorded an interlude, I said I didn't care about your feelings, and I want you to know I care about your feelings. Thank you, Kat. Thank you. I just wanted to say that on the air. It sounded very mean when I listened to it. <laughs> I was like, man, that was really harsh. So I Isn't that like, the funny don't... thing about podcasting that occasionally you're just like, God, why would I do such a thing? I honestly, God, do not remember this at all. <laughs> Listen, I have been, thank you. I've been consumed by guilt about it for weeks. So, Hey, Kaylin, I just want you to know I care more about your feelings than Kat. Shut the Sophia. fuck up. I care about her feelings more. I care the most about your I'm feelings. I'm going to fight you. Anyway, Kaylin, I want you to know that, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but I do not care about your feelings. <laughs> Noelle. You're gonna you're gonna hear this podcast after we're done mm-hmm. recording, and you're gonna feel so. Fucking I'm gonna burst. Bad. I'm gonna burst right into tears. <laughs> Let me just all say, the way in. Noelle might say she doesn't care about Kaylin's feelings, but Noelle cares the most about everybody's feelings. Yeah, that's and true. I can see it in her eyes right now. Yeah, she's laughing to deflect the reality of what we're saying, but she, she can't really. Handle her head it. is just it's she's, gone down. She's trying to cover her face with her hair. She doesn't want us to talk she about it. My eyes. I don't care about any of you. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Lone Wolf. Dames and Dragons, where we all care gonna, about each other a lot. We care about each other a lot, and we're just going to feel a little bit. Yeah. <sighs> Not me, though. Let's just have yeah, a couple. Hey, especially you. Let's just have a couple silence. A couple silence. <laughs> a couple <laughs> silence. Wait, Stop how many? Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, future cat. That was uncalled for. Yeah, Kat. future cat, hey, watch f- out. Hey, future Noel, suck my dick. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything we should do today? Oh, we should probably play some D and D. I'm your DM, and... You sound sad. 
What? She's no. remembering when she just <laughs> called Noelle a dick or something two seconds ago. No, I, I just wasn't prepared, and I'm I'm so sleepy. <laughs> the carbs are taking me. Hi, I'm Noelle. I play Fran, Janasi Wizard. I'm level... Dun-dun! Six. You all leveled up at the end of the last episode. I forgot to say it on the mic, but you did. Congratulations. <laughs> I think, actually, I think Fran lost maybe like 2,500 levels <laughs> from the last... Because she was like level... A million. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Were I lost you? those when I saw the butt cheeks of the man in the caribou. That's <laughs> where <laughs> I went to get your, your drinks. Did you see um, him there? I looked. No. My name is Caitlin, and I play Corbin, who is level six. And? And he's a druid, and he's a human. Okay. Nope. He's a crow. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Sophia. I play Laika, a tiefling paladin. You and sound I'm sad. Level sexy six. I'm in a steamy level six mood over here. Whoa. So, yeah. You're the devil. That's what yeah. you sound like when you're in a steamy mood is just really kind of relaxed. like depressed. Honestly, <laughs> you guys, I put on these leggings and they feel like butter and I'm just like, I'm melting like butter on top of a pancake. Like All jam right. on toast. Oh, damn it, Kat. I was about to say it. Like jam on toast. All right. TM. Last time, you guys got to the Tower of Wavell, and you met the knowledge god Wavell. You asked some questions about gods and goddesses and Torva, and you were forced to give up some precious memories in return. You found out also that your goddess, Mary, is not Kai, who is was the goddess Vestra, and that Kai was supposed to take Mary's body as a vessel, but for some reason didn't. And then, as you were talking to Wavell about this and that and the other thing, Laika, you sensed a dark divine presence further in the library. And that is where you are now. So uh, Wavell asks you, uh, what's wrong? <gasps> There's something bad here. What do, what do you mean? I, I can sense something. Something's wrong. Uh, and I point in the direction. Wavell looks over his shoulder and gets up. Come, come with me. It's not safe for you to stay here. What? What? Why? Well, there's all sorts of traps I have set up. It's best that you stay with me. Wavell. 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 <laughs> and uh, the goddess signs Wavell. <laughs> <laughs> what? You think that I'm not constantly beset by thieves and vagabonds? This is a house of all the knowledge in the world. I would be a fool not to set up traps. Now, will you be coming with me or not? All right, let's let's do it. Laval, this is a janky place. Shit's falling over. You got traps you can't stop. I'm not all powerful. I'm just a god. Laval, <laughs> I'm just a god. I'm Laval. I'm not all powerful. I'm just a god. <laughs> Good uh, one, Corbin. Can I have you all make perception checks again? Whoa. I got over 20. Nine. Fifteen. So you guys all smell something very distinct, and now Laval is... He speeds off into the library as you smell burning paper. No. He leads you through winding corridors of shelves and books. And when you come to the source of the smell, an entire shelf of books is on fire. And you see in front of that shelf, there's a young man. He looks to be about your age with chestnut skin and black hair. He's wearing all black with a mask pulled up over his nose and mouth. So he turns and he sees the five of you, 
and he immediately throws a splay of darts. And I'm going to have you all make dexterity checks. I don't like this. (laughs) Oh, natural 20. Nice. Oh, shit. I got 17. This is dexterity? Yeah. I got 17, too. Okay. Oh, no. That's real bad. Okay. um, Uh, Both the goddess and Wavell are hit by the darts, and they both just crumple. You see the goddess, her face is contorted in pain, and she is just this silent scream. Um, And Wavell is, the sound he is making is a screaming gurgle. The dart hit him right in the neck, and uh, he is down on the ground. He's a god. So, uh, all of you roll initiative. 17. I got 10. I got (laughs) 4. Alright, and he got a 23, so. Shit. Unfucking believable so he, his turn, he's running. He turns on his heel and sprints away from you guys. Wavell and uh, the goddess are out of the initiative right now uh, as they are writhing on the ground in pain. Okay, so I'm going to hand my antitoxin to Fran and say, mm-hmm. can you handle the fire? And Mary and Wavell. Fran laughs hysterically and takes the antitoxin. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> cool, you got this. Okay. <laughs> So then I am going to turn to this little fart. You can use your channel divinity to invoke primeval forces to ensnare a foe. As an action, you can cause spectral vines to spring up and reach for a creature within 10 feet of you that you can see. The creature must succeed on a strength or dexterity saving throw or be restrained. So, Laika, you run down the corridor uh, after him, round the corner, and cast these spectral vines. And he rolled a 29 for dexterity. Okay, well, I want to misty step in front of him and then attack him. All right, I guess roll to attack. Okay, 15 plus 7. 22. That just hits. Okay, I'm going to roll damage. Roll damage. His AC is 22. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, I can re-roll that because I have a two-handed weapon. Okay. Uh, 6 plus 3 plus 4. That is 13. Thank you. So, Corbin, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, how does he look after that attack? Oh, he looks barely phased. Um, in fact, <laughs> Figured. he takes the attack uh, and it slashes over his studded leather armor. And then he just ducks right around you and keeps running. Okay. I'm going to- Wait. If he's running away, I get an attack of opportunity. You do, actually. Good point. Oh, yeah. Take so your attack of opportunity. It, Suck my dick. Dick, dude. Yeah, take your attack of opportunity. <laughs> <him>. Try guys. <laughs> <laughs> Could I try and grapple him? Sure. Is that an attack? That'll be a, no. That'll be a strength contest. Oh yes, boy. I got nineteen plus four. Twenty three. Yeah, actually, you did it. You grappled nice. him. He Whoa. is he is restrained. <gasps> Can I try and remove his mask? Sure. I, uh, take- I mean, you just you can. It's just a piece of cloth. I'm taking off his mask. He is a, looks like a human dude. Is he <laughs> hot? Yeah, is he hot? Yes. <laughs> he's very, he's definitely very attractive. He's got a very straight nose and these very soft lips and just a uh, square jaw. Wow. Damn. Long, long black hair. Oh, wow. How long? Uh, Like down to his shoulder blades. Oh, man. Sounds um, like a babe. Yeah. And so you, when you grapple him, you, you grab his arm as he runs past you and you are able to spin him around and grab him under both his arms and hold him up against you. Uh, I run up there, and I say, Who are you, and what are you doing here, and what's your name? He spits in your face. <gasps> and I lick it off, and I wink at him. 
Caitlin! I want him to be intimidated. I don't want him to think he can get to me. He's going to be turned off. (laughs) I want him to be a little bit turned off. Caitlin, I'm going to have you roll intimidation if you're going to try to intimidate him. My intimidation is really bad. Okay. Yeah, clearly from what you just did. That's a 16. He's not intimidated. Is he a little bit turned on? Roll to see. No, he's very grossed out. (laughs) Damn it. Well, hey, you know what? You can't win it every time. (laughs) That you lick someone's spit. Yeah. You can still attack him. I think you should um, take his darts. Oh, yeah, okay. I I pat him down and I find the darts. And Uh, I wink at him while I'm patting him down. I'm going to have you roll. See if you can find those darts. (laughs) Maybe they're magic darts. Maybe they're in his butt. (laughs) (laughs) I want to search his butt first. No. 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 Uh, That's, oh, that's not great. That's 16. No, you you pat him down and it's just like there's nothing... But body under the clothes, it doesn't feel like he has any weapons on him at all. Nothing. Oh, wait. I look at him and I say, nothing but body, eh? <laughs> Laika is really uncomfortable that, like, Corbin is flirting with this guy while she's holding him. And she she gives Corbin a look and she's like, Corbin. I don't uh, want him to think he's better than us. Yeah, I don't know that that's the impression that you are giving right now. <laughs> Uh, all right, Noelle, it is your turn. Okay, so I have my antitoxin, yep. and I'm looking down at two writhing divine beings. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Fran is hyperventilating, and <laughs> she, she rushes, and um, this antitoxin can only be used for one person, right? Yeah. So I take my antitoxin, and I, like, pour it down the goddess's mouth. And I put my hand over her mouth and make her swallow it. She you do to dogs where you rub her throat. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> she stops writhing and she's breathing really hard, but her eyes are very unfocused and uh, she's not responding to you, but she's no longer screaming silently or writhing on the ground. So Okay, so it helped. Improvement. <laughs> so, like, are the darts still, like, in them? Yes. Okay, I'm going to take them out. Okay. They're okay. small bronze darts looks like whatever poison was on them has it's rubbed off okay all right so we are back up to the top of the order with mystery man does a 23 hit your armor class sophie no yeah it does um okay so as you are holding him and corbin is beginning to question him you feel something push into just between the cracks of your armor Uh, and then i'm gonna have you roll constitution Hey, ooh, that's um, an 11. <laughs> oh, no, that doesn't do it. Uh, you drop to the ground in just the most blinding, unimaginable pain. It feels like someone is grabbing you from inside where that dart hit you and is just trying to rip your insides out through that puncture. I scream antitoxin at Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and as you are forced to let go by this pain, the man takes off again. Takes off running. And Laika, now it's your turn. Can I do anything? You can make a constitution saving throw again. Okay. I got a 14. Uh, no. You are still poisoned and... And you take seven damage. Yeah, okay. Okay, uh, Caitlin, you're up. Okay, I, um, pour the antitoxin down, uh, Laika's throat and I close her mouth and I rub her throat like you do with a dog that you're trying to get to swallow something. Uh, Laika <sighs> likes it because she knows she, yeah. that's what you do for a wolf. Yeah, too. she knows. She knows it's <laughs> up. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you feel, uh, the pain recedes, Laika, but you are still feeling very dazed and you will have disadvantage on any rolls going forward. All? Forever? 
No, no, just until you, t- <laughs> until, <laughs> until you take a lot for the rest of this encounter. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Until you save again on your constitution. That's a so. strong tax. Jeez Louise. Fran, you are up. So, okay, so the goddess still looks the same? Um, yeah, she's no longer in pain, but she's dazed. I guess we'll Did she get a turn fun. now? Uh, yeah, that's actually, I should roll initiative for her. Yeah, so actually, then the goddess is going before you, um, and she struggles to get to her feet, and then casts Create and Destroy Water. Oh, yeah, uh, she casts it, and first water comes out of her hand, and then immediately turns into steam. Which engulfs a hundred foot diameter cloud of steam. Does it dampen the flames? A bit, yes. Fran and the goddess, though, your visibility is decreased. Okay. So, but we can still see the flames. Yeah. Okay. Fran holds out her hand to Mary, and then she's going to cast Create and Destroy Water. Okay. Like we did before. So, Uh, do you guys guys hold hands? Yeah, we hold hands. So, you are able to use her power to channel it toward the blaze and let me just see yeah she only doubles it okay and so that is beginning to put out the blaze uh it is not fully extinguished yet but definite progress has been made well done thank you all right uh it is back to the top of the order with our mystery man and he is still running away from you guys i'm gonna have y'all make athletics checks see if you're able to keep up with him i got an 18 okay 15 plus 7. <laughs> okay, uh, you are not able to catch up to him, but you are not far behind. He starts taking turns at every opportunity he gets to try and lose you guys, but like it, even in your dazed state, you are now angry and you are fixated on him uh, and you are chasing him down. So you aren't far behind every turn he makes, um, but you see that he is running towards the only entrance and exit, which is up like 100 floors from you. Okay, Leica, do a constitution save. Ah, I got a really good one. 21. Okay, that'll do. You you have overcome your dizziness. And Ain't nobody can poison me. Yeah, well, they did, but yeah. you got nope. over it. You got better. <laughs> Honestly, I think my best bet is to misty step in front of him again. Okay, so you misty step in front of him, and what do you want to do? Attack? Yeah, I think I'm going to use uh, Thunderous Smite. So that was 16. No, 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 no. We already established his armor class and it is not that. Well, fine. I get one more attack. Go for it. Are you going to try and thunder smite him again? Yep. I don't hit. <laughs> no. Your vision is swimming in front of you as you step out of the mist and you bring your sword down once, but he's just not there. He's not where you thought he was. And you see that he's moved just like a foot to the left and you try and put your sword down uh, on him again and again. He's just not there when your sword comes down. And he is going to dodge around you again to try and keep running. Do I get an attack you of opportunity? get an attack of opportunity. I'm going to thunderous smite this son of a bitch. <laughs> it's the last thing you do. You will thunderous yeah. smite him. I am not going to. I can already <laughs> tell you that. Okay. As he ducks around you, you swing your sword wildly. And all you manage to do is slice through a couple of books on the shelf. Oh. And he is running, and now it is back to Corbin. So I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace okay. on myself and Sophie, just in case she decides she wants to be sneaky. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, and then I'm going to turn into a crow. All right. Now we are up to the goddess. So the goddess, uh, she looks between the diminishing fire and then down to Wavell. And then she looks at you, Fran, and 
stares for a moment in this sort of like deer in the headlights before finally she kneels down next to Wavell and and her eyes are wide and she signs to you, I don't know what to do. Uh, well, I don't know what to do. So the goddess is going to cast Cure Wounds, which heals him of the damage, but he's still poisoned and he's looking pretty, pretty dazed. And now it is Fran's turn. Okay, um, the fire's still going? Yeah, it's it's starting to eke out, but also the rain is starting to stop. So I'm just gonna, like, do the same thing again. I put my hand on the goddess's shoulder. And this time it seems to do it. By the end of the spell, the flames have been extinguished, and all that is left behind of this bookshelf is a burnt husk. Whatever was on this shelf is... It, it's gone. It's just blackened books and scrolls. Uh, now we're back up to Mystery Man. And gonna have you guys make an athletics check against him. 21. Okay, you get so close, Laika. He gets to the base of, like, the last shelf. And it's just a sheer wall up to the door. And you are running straight toward him. And you have your hand out to grab him, but he is already climbing, and you aren't able to grab him before he is up the shelf too far for you to reach. It's my turn, though, right? Yeah, it is your turn. Do you want to try climbing up oh, after him? hell yeah, I'm gonna climb and pull that little man down. Alright, <laughs> make an athletics check. He's coming down, alright, maybe. Actually, 17. No, that does not, that doesn't do it. You reach for him, but he's already out of your grasp, but he does look down at you and gives you a wink. <gasps> and then he is up. He is climbing like Spider-Man up these shelves. And he is going to be at the top of this tower, probably within the round. Like, he is climbing super fast. And Corbin, what did you roll on your athletics check? I didn't actually do that great. I got, um... You probably don't have to do that great. Yeah, I got a no. seven. Well, you did not Just critically trying fail. to follow him. Yeah, so you're able to follow him. I also him. don't want him to see me, so do I need to do, like, a stealth? Yeah, roll a stealth roll. roll. Okay. Oh, well, I got 18 plus 10, so that's 28. Oh, yeah. Nice. He, he so. does not see you following. Hey, yeah. that's noise. Flakes. Okay. Now it is the goddess's turn, um, and she is still panicking because she has nothing she can do against poison. The, so the goddess pulls Wavell onto her lap. So she's kneeling, and she has his head in her lap, and she's just stroking his hair, trying to soothe him, because there's not much else she can do. And- Occasionally, when she sees like his eyes come into focus, she signs, I'm sorry, and I don't know what to do, and I'm sorry. Mm. And Fran, it's oh. your turn. I feel bad. <laughs> so, I basically have nothing I can do for him. So, Fran is horrified by what she's seeing, by the way. <laughs> um, but she just like can't really deal with that. So, she goes to look at what section was burned. Okay, uh, roll an investigation check. I got 18. Okay. From what little remains, and there's very little, but you do see one word you recognize occasionally, mm-hmm. and it is Estra. Fuck! God damn it. Mm-mm. What? Mm-mm. Mr. This guy winked. I hate him. Back at the top <laughs> of the order here, make one last athletics check, Sophia. <laughs> Okay, sixteen plus seven. That'll actually do it. He rolled. He rolled a seven. So suck my dick. Yeah, he. So you, he's climbing with alarming speed, but you 
are just driven by malice and <laughs> hate, and especially after that wink, <laughs> you are able to grab his ankle. And I'm going to have you roll uh, strength. How high up are we? Uh, you are probably about halfway up now. Because I'm thinking I might pull him off and throw him down. Yeah, just drop him. It's a really long way down, and he will get hurt if you drop him or if you fall. I'm going to take that risk. <laughs> I'm just going to say that if you fail this, it's not going to be good for you. Yeah, I know. Well, I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, oh, I hate this. What did you get? Uh, uh, well, it would be three plus four if it's strength. He is able to wrench himself for you just don't have a good enough grip. Please make a deck save to you see get, if you- You get plus ten on deck saves. Yep. All right. I definitely make it because I have okay. plus four decks and plus ten. It'd be- 25 plus 4. Yeah, so you are able to avoid falling down yourself, but he yeah. does kick his foot free from your grasp to continue climbing. And now it is Corbin's turn. I'm there's flying, not a, little bird. There's not a lot that I can like really do in bird form besides follow him. Keep doing it. And Fran, do you have anything you would like to do? Otherwise, there's not much changing in your camp. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go get Laika. She can heal poison. I'll be back. And then oh. I run off. Okay. So your turn is you running to the area that you guys entered from. So then we are back up and the guy gets up to the top and like it, he looks down at you and he spits <gasps> and then he runs. Lick it. Don't lick it. You see him at the top, but he's out the door before you're right. anywhere close to I the wanna top. I want to dodge the spit. We'll say with your athletics roll, you were able to dodge his spit. <laughs> And I say, that's not jam on toast. God damn it! <laughs> I, oh. All right, uh, <laughs> Corbin, do you want to follow him out of the library? Yes, I do. All right, uh, roll stealth. That's 24. Okay, so I'm going to come back to Corbin and the boy in a bit. Fran, mm -hmm. you are gotten to where you see now Laika is about three quarters of the way up this bookshelf <laughs> that she has just scaled. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm missing. Yeah, and Corbin's just gone. So that's the scene you come upon. Laika? I just scream in rage and I start climbing down. <laughs> the goddess can't heal poison and we don't have any more antitoxin. Where's Corbin? Where's that guy? He followed him. Hopefully, we can catch up with him later, but let's take care of Lavelle. <laughs> so you get down, Laika, and you guys head back over to Lavelle. And it takes you a little while because this place is very difficult to navigate without Lavelle. Yeah. And now that you're not following this guy anymore, you don't really have a path. You don't know where you're going, so it takes you a little bit. But by the time you get back, Lavelle is he's sweating and writhing and... His form is flickering in and out. Remember when you guys first saw him, he, he was this sort of formless being. Oh, yeah. Um, and he, he keeps going back to that form. Um, he, it's like he's not able to hold this human shape. Uh, so you're gonna lay, lay those hands on him? Yeah. And so it, yeah, it cures him. So as his eyes refocus, he looks up the goddess and finally is able to breathe deeply. Uh, he says, did you, did you catch him? No, but Corbin is following him, so hopefully we can find out more. Did you recognize him? <sighs> yes. 
those wretched children. And he struggles to get back to his feet. And his form, again, it flickers. And you guys notice that his feet are gone. He's just sort of floating now. I guess he's just given up on feet. (laughs) (laughs) So he floats back to another one of these little rotundas like you were in before and collapses into a blue chair that just appears under him as he sits down. And he cradles his head in one hand as he rests his elbow on the arm of the chair. That would be Phelan, one of Torva's wretched children. He is aptly named the Betrayer, patron of backstabbers and assassins. Sure, his father sent him here. He's a god? Demigod, but yes. Hey, you guys, he's the backstabber, so uh, what if he backstabs Torva and turns into Zuko? <laughs> oh, he's gonna be Zuko! I hope to God he's I like Zuko. I want him to be Zuko so bad. Me too. Well, that's a good point. He did spit at me, though. He also winked <laughs> he at also you. He also winked at you. Yeah. And Corbin licked his spit, so I think there's been some mistakes made all around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, after he that happened, he should have known better. You know, yeah, like, yeah that's we're true. not the types to get spit at. We're not at. gonna just take it. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna lick well, it. Well, one of us is anyways. <laughs> so right. um I guess what I would ask is why did his poison affect you? Aren't gods immune? Well, there's one poison that affects a god, and there's one god who manufactures it, and that is Torva. Was it Kostra poison? A very weak form of it, yes. It's Phelan's favorite toy. So it didn't take your divinity or your immortality? No, it just hurts like a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Why would he have burnt those books? That was everything I had containing knowledge of your island. I suppose Torva doesn't just want to have taken it from the sky. He wants to take it from the minds of everyone who will live from now on. That knowledge is gone, destroyed from my library. It means it won't hold on in the world very long. I'm sorry, I'm just not really in the mood for entertaining, so... If you are satisfied with your time here, then please, one of my... Assistance will show you out. Well, we need to learn the knowledge, though. The the language of this world. Oh, right. He waves a hand. There, you have it. You, you feel no different, by the way. Does Corbin have it? He left. <sighs> and he left to help you, by the way. Ravel looks off between the two of you, focused on something in the distance. And then he nods slowly. Yes, yes, the... The boy can understand, although he may not comprehend. I don't know what's in that boy's head. That's a very fair point. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> you hear a distant, a distant cry. That's no. just a little bit sad. No, we don't. You hear it in your brains. It was psychic. Oh my god! His two golden hands clap together twice, although his arms do not move from where they are. And a little golem comes up and it tugs at your pant leg, Fran. <laughs> Uh, I jerk my leg away. <laughs> Please, follow my assistant. He will lead you out. Thank you for stopping by. <laughs> uh, thank you, I guess. This was horrible. <laughs> Two-star Yelp review. 
<laughs> All right, so you guys follow the little golden golem out. It takes you up a spiraling staircase that visits each floor as you pass it, so it spirals around the whole tower, so it's a very long staircase. Yeah. But you do get to the top, back up to that first landing, and out of the tower. And when you turn around, it is gone. You are just in an empty clearing. You can see a path, a very clearly marked path that leads back through the woods from where you are. And now I'm going to go back to Corbin. So you have been following Phelan through the woods. I'm going to have you roll, actually, perception. Okay. See how well you can follow him. 22. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're able to follow him pretty well as he is running through the forest. Um, when he believes that he's no longer being followed, he slows down. You see him stop in this clearing to catch his breath, and you take roost in one of the trees. And you can see in the distance the mountain range that's been looming in front of you for a while. Mm -hmm. And you see him look directly at these mountains. And specifically, you can see he looks at this black peak in the distance, points to the sky, and then vanishes into black smoke. Welcome to the interlude. I'm here. It's Kat, your DM. Who is that? Who is that? I'm over here. What? Who is that? It's me. Who's that? John Stamos. <gasps> and who, what? Who is that? Who's that specter? I'm over oh. here. I'm surrounded by three the ghosts. It's the ghosts of summer's past, present, and future. Oh my god. It's me. <laughs> uh, update from the hell dimension. It's getting bad. <laughs> May not make another entry. <laughs> but, uh, but in the meantime, I think we should uh, get into this interlude. Hope you guys are enjoying the episode. We have our patrons to thank for that. Yeah. Thanks, patrons. You beautiful, beautiful butterbean patrons. It's me, John Stamos. <laughs> and I just want to thank you all for listening and donating those sweet, sweet gold coins. Thank you, Thomas, Victoria, Luke, Isaiah, and Isaiah again. <laughs> You've done it. <laughs> That's it. You son of a guns. I love you all so much, and I'm proud of you. Signing off, John Stamos. And just this past month, Kat did a live stream on our Patreon of map making and conversing with our benevolent overlord, Rudy Basso. There's a lot of spicy secrets up in that video. Spicy, spicy secrets and, about Arc 3. Uh, yeah. What? And it is available for $5 a month on our Patreon. And for that, you'll also get access to future live streams. Wish I had access to the Patreon. You do. You just... We just signed Sophie into Sophia. the Patreon literally minutes before starting recording. <laughs> first time. First time uh, caller. Never time listener because you were not locked in. <laughs> now I know. Anyway, it was a lot of fun to talk with Rudy. We talked about DMing. Uh, you know, I made some maps and also some friends. Listen, 
I have to tell you about some amazing people who left some amazing reviews on the iTunes. Is that Corbin? <laughs> what is Corbin doing in this interlude? Get out of here. This is not Corbin. <laughs> Get out of here. Voldemort. Hainer Gamer. <laughs> Budapest 328. Oh, and M.B. Pardue. Thanks. If anybody knows how to escape a hell dimension, send me um, a candle, maybe a piece of chalk, a bag of salt. I'd, I'd really take anything at this point, you guys. I'm I'm trapped here with whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> Don't go. No one stay with me. And next we want to talk about Dames and Dragons sponsor for this week, The Lion's Vault. So what is what is the Lion's Vault, Noel? The Lion's Vault is part three of a six-part adventure path released by 2C Gaming. 2C Gaming is a small independent publisher that funds their project through Kickstarter. They specialize in fifth edition D&D and Pathfinder, and this epic six-part adventure is their main product. And the Lion's Vault Kickstarter, that runs through the end of August, correct? Yes, it sure does. And as of the release of this episode, that gives you about a week and a half left to donate. What can you get by donating to the 2C Gaming Kickstarter? Well, Noelle, at the Everything (laughs) tier, you can get part one and part two of this epic six-part adventure. Each module explores a different theme. The first adventure was a dungeon crawl with challenging puzzles and multi-stage boss encounters. The second focused on intrigue, diplomacy, and forging alliances among multiple factions. And this adventure focuses on disease and corruption with a powerful plague that has lasting consequences for the world. So go to 2cgaming.com to find their Kickstarter or find the link in the description of this episode. And now... A message to Chantel. Chantel. The code word is Nail me and call me crucified. Go. Uh, it's just the three of you, because it's just the goddess Laika and Fran, since, Corbin, you are off still on your spy mission. And there is a path leading right out of these woods, and when you take the path, I, I assume you take the path. Yeah, we'll take that path. <laughs> okay. It is just a short jaunt back to the village, and there's no lights. You, there's not even that pedestal that you passed. All of it is just gone. So you... Sophie, you just look so upset right now. I'm so scared that something happened to the wolves. (laughs) So as soon as you come out of the forest, it is a bright summer day. There are children out playing in the road in town. And uh, as people see you, they slow and they stare. And you hear them whispering. And for the first time, you can understand what (gasps) they're saying. And you're hearing mutterings of, oh, God's bee. They came out alive. Honey, come inside. Come out of the street. And as the mothers call to their children and the, the kids just stop playing and they just all look at you in absolute awe. So d- when we hear them talking, like, does it just sound normal to us? Yeah, but it, it sounds it sounds like a language you understand, but you definitely can distinctly hear that 
it's another language. Like, it right. doesn't just sound like ancient common to you. You just, it's like you just gained a new language all of a sudden. Okay. So. Great. Yeah. And after a minute, the man who runs the general store comes out of his, his shop. And he stares at you guys' mouth agape and says, You're alive. Oh, yeah, the man from the store. Yeah. Yeah, he's the one that I stuck my head in his grain, right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Shit, I forgot about that. Uh, this might be a weird question, but uh, how long were we in there? And he, he looks around and the street has very quickly emptied. He, you, you know, actually, follow, follow me. I'll, you must be hungry. I'll get you some food. We'll, we'll follow you, but have you seen, uh, how, how do you describe Corbin? Um, you know that little guy who stuck his head in your grain? He, he doesn't wear enough clothes. I, I, yeah, I, I remember him. Did he not make it out? Well, we think so, but he went on ahead. Um, did you see our two large, uh, I don't know if you know what they are, wolves? Uh, They're like big dogs. Big, big dogs. Oh, you mean those huge dogs that have been lurking around the edge of town? Yeah. I mean, we've seen them, but in passing, they won't come up to anyone. Oh, God. Thank God. <laughs> God. <laughs> Cool. All right. I follow him inside. Okay. I also go. And he leads you guys into uh, the local, like, tavern. So he, he sits you down and uh, leaves you at one of these tables for a minute and comes back with a couple bowls of uh, hearty beef stew and some soft bread. Mm. And he brings that over to you guys and sits down across from you. And he is just staring at you guys in, like, absolute awe still. I, like, am uncomfortable, and I slurp my stew as loud as possible. I follow uh, Fran's example. <laughs> I so silently I, stare at him. <laughs> I, I do the same. Um, what does Mary do? Oh, yeah, Mary, she's just eating like a normal person. She's very used. <laughs> so we're like... <laughs> well, she's super used to people staring at her in awe. Like, oh, she's that's fair. Uh, yeah. She's just like, oh, yeah, normal she's, day. This is regular. Yeah, she's completely comfortable with it. She sat, gives a sign of thanks to the man. He nods to her. It, Corbin, what are what are you doing? Well, I feel like my first instinct would be to try to go back and find wherever the tower was, because that's where I would assume <laughs> they would be. <laughs> yeah. And I obviously wouldn't be able to find it. No, you fly back in the direction, and yeah. you see the clearing, but you there's no sign of a tower, and you're not even sure if this is the right clearing. Right, right. Okay, so if I couldn't find it, I would probably just like circle the forest for a while and try to find them in the forest. Well, and I can't stay a bird for more than an hour, so I wouldn't do it for more than an hour before I flew back to the town, because I wouldn't want to walk back. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I guess y you'll meet them in an hour. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Corbin's just like... 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to find my friends. Cool. I'll get there. Cool, cool. All right. So, after a, after a little while of just staring at you guys while you eat... And you do notice that the few other people that are in this tavern, like it, it just looks like it's the tavern keeper and one other person who's in there drinking, and they are all, they're both of them just staring at you completely unashamed, unabashed, staring. Mm -hmm. As I slurp, I, I change eye contact to each one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, the, the general store man. Oh, um, sorry. We've never seen anyone come out of those woods before it's uh kind of uh, exciting uh, i'm in i'm antonio and he holds out his hands to you guys 
I high five it. <laughs> I'll shake his hand and I say, Antonio, do you notice anything different about us? Smarter, maybe? <laughs> uh, I like lean to pose next to Fran. Yeah, like, I also pose. Yeah, like, and we look really studious. <laughs> the goddess gives him a little wave and just goes back to eating her soup. Antonio looks between the two of you and says, I mean, you, you don't. You don't look very different. Do we sound really good? I, oh, I guess I, I can understand you. Yeah, we, yeah. We speak your cool language. Yeah, we're smart. We learned it in like, how long? Oh, it's, I, how long has it been? I guess you went into the woods. It was early spring, couple of months. That's pretty fast to learn a whole new language. Wow. To my vocab. Wow. You look very nice. You look tremendous. <laughs> you look fantabulous. Wow. Did you meet the spirit then? The god? The god? There was a god in there? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen... I mean, dozens of adventurers have gone into those woods and no one has ever come back out alive. You know, this is, it's its not a big deal. How about you just tell us about yourself? What are you like? What is, well, tell us about this town. Oh, um, my, I, like I said, uh, my name's Antonio. I own the general store. Uh, this is Briar Glen. Hmm. I mean, we're just a little forest village uh we're not incorporated with any of the larger kingdoms we sort of keep to ourselves out here uh no one goes into the woods to the north of us and no one comes out of those woods except for you guys we thought they were haunted <laughs> are you saying that there was a god back there this whole time i mean with- they probably just like got lost there's some puzzles i yeah he had some puzzles which I mean, how should we? You're not going to be able to get back there, so don't even try it. I mean, should. <laughs> We're really smart. We learned a language in two months. <laughs> I mean, you you could maybe figure it out, but I, I think you better you better stick it. Unless you stick know it to, to that seat. Yeah. <laughs> well, stick it to that seat. <laughs> I know my place. Don't get me wrong. I'm not looking for adventure here. We're just trying to make a simple living away from any of the politics or the wars. Yeah, sounds like your people. gods are huge assholes. Well, they're people. They're not perfect, but murdering tons of people seems pretty bad. Yeah. You're a very forgiving man, Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Wait, you're saying they're not your gods? I'm an atheist. (laughs) Uh, After just meeting a literal god. Doesn't mean we have to believe in them. I I don't believe in any of them. They can't achieve their dreams. Yeah. (laughs) He he laughs at you guys. I mean, that's crazy. You know that, right? That's crazy. They obviously exist. They exert their will in all aspects of life. Bav planted the trees. Mila made them grow. Our, our crops only exist by the grace of Yovia's light. I mean, the gods exist. <laughs> Some of them are fickle and they don't always have the best interests of mortals at heart, but they serve the forces, and the forces are infallible, so it's all the will of the forces. Whatever may be, will be. Who is Will? 
<laughs> Whoever this Will is, I'd like to talk to him. Sounds like a dick. Seems like a real nard. Corbin uh, is currently flying through the woods, and suddenly he gets a brilliant idea that not just only should he kill the gods, but the forces as well. <laughs> so, um, can I ask, which god is back there? Um, uh, uh John. John? Just like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter. The point is, if you go into the puzzles, you'll die. Well, he's the god of puzzles. Well, <laughs> I see. Knowledge has a price. (laughs) I mean, that would explain a lot, I suppose. When he leans back on his stool and starts rubbing his beard in thought. Don't Mm. don't think too hard about it, like plan any secret plans. No, no, I just am thinking all of our children here are especially smart. We've all been we've all learned very quickly how to live off the land. I mean, we've only lived in this town for a generation or two and we're thriving, I suppose. Well, big for your britches. <laughs> no. uh, he pounds his fists on the table once, folds his hands in front of him. Yes, right. So, welcome, blessed of Wavell. He stands up. I need to go have some words with the town council. Um, we'll get a, a a proper altar set up and everything for worship. Uh, Don't worry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, whoa, whoa. What are you, whoa, what are you talking about? If Wavell lives in our woods and is blessing our town, we can't just he he not. doesn't he doesn't care about that stuff. He's just like chilling. You know, if you want to do something for Wavell, I'm sure he would love if you read a book. He would love you to just keep learning and sharing your knowledge with others, and that's the best way you can. You can worship. Go to college. Yeah, go to college. Send your kids to college. You don't need to build an altar. Just keep sharing your gifts with others. He he nods and he stands up. There's a room for rent here if you'd like to take a rest. I will go speak with the town council about having reading circles of worship. That's a great idea. And he walks out. (laughs) God damn it. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there is a room for rent here if you guys would like to take a long rest, which I assume you do. Um, We should go get our giant dogs. All right, I telepathically say, Gingy, come on. (laughs) (laughs) A few minutes later, so after you guys have uh, finished up your food, and Corbin, I hope you don't mind, I'm going to take a liberty for a second. Go ahead. Through the door comes first Zaroon, and then second... Gingy with a pant leg in her teeth <gasps> dragging Corbin in. <laughs> and she says to you, I found this in the woods. I thought you might want it back. So I run up to them and I hug them and I say, I heard we were gone for two months. Were you guys okay? We were fine in the forest. No, we were not fine. It was really scary and I don't know how to hunt any of the things around here. So we were really hungry. But then Zaroon found a carcass of some big thing that was very smelly, but it smelled so good. And then we ate a lot of it. And now we're okay. Oh, wow. Sounds really good. I was I, fine. I, is your horrible skimpy armor okay? It's a little bit ripped, but <laughs> nobody will mind. Oh. <laughs> So when you guys go to rent a room here at the inn, the tavern keeper refuses your money. He says, no, 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 you, I heard what you were saying. You, you four are the chosen of Wavell. I'm not taking your money. Oh. There's a, there's a loft upstairs. You guys are welcome to stay as long as you need to. 
We're not chosen by Wavell, and we will pay you. I will not accept your money, ma'am. Please, please, up this way. And he walks away from the counter up to the ladder, which leads to a We loft. can just leave money yeah. when we leave. Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> he shows you to the room that is above the tavern. It's not really a room. It's all a loft with one large bed, as well as a cot in the corner. And it's covered in furs and blankets and looks real cozy, and it overlooks the dining room of the tavern. And so you guys, you catch some Z's and you wake up feeling stronger, wiser, more spell slotty. Can we take a bath? Yeah. yeah. Is there a bath? Yeah. If you ask the <gasps> tavern keeper, he ha- he'll heat up some water for you and in a tub. I want to bathe Gingy and Zaroon too. <laughs> the tavern keeper looks at you very weird for bathing your animals. Like, <laughs> why are you doing that? Uh, because they like it. Lavelle wants us to. <laughs> and he, at that explanation, he nods and says, I see, I see. It's the will of a bell, will of a bell. Can I, like, get some They're clothes? They're going to their animals down. <laughs> I, I would like to get normal clothes because I only have, like, my white clothes that I'm sure are disgusting now mm-hmm. and my very fancy clothes. Okay. Um, there is not a clothing shop here, mm-hmm. but the general store sells fabric. And when you go into the general store to ask about clothes, uh, there's a woman in there who overhears you, and uh, when you buy your fabric, uh-huh. um, she immediately she takes from you and says, Oh, don't worry. I'll make you something special. I'm the best seamstress in town. I need a fantasy cape. <laughs> okay, cool. This woman makes you some nice traveling clothes, Fran. You described to her like a very cool cloak, and she did her best. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly how you imagined it, but mm-hmm. it's a cloak that has these really cool folds and gathers, and it fastens on the side. It's very like dramatically sweepy, and the the cowl of it is huge and envelops your whole head. This is amazing. God, Fran looks so cool. <laughs> Fran looks um, cool. Yeah, than I, any of us. I for the next like whole day, like I'm not gonna mention it, but just know every time I walk, every time I gesture. Every time I change where I'm looking at, I'm swishing. <laughs> so can we also get cloaks that we can wear to di- to like disguise ourselves? So maybe? after you guys see Fran's cool cloak, you guys go to the the seamstress woman and are also like, we also want these cool cloaks. Yeah, we get really jealous. Yeah. So she um, makes all of you cloaks. And I'm leaving 50 silver cool. for that woman. Cool. So what do you guys want to do from here? So you stay in town for a couple days. Can I mm-hmm. um, replenish my antitoxin? Yeah. He does not sell antitoxin at the store. What? They only sell basically rations. Is there anything else we can do? Not really. There's not much here. There's the little general store and this little tavern, and then otherwise it's just houses with people. Can harass those can people. We, can, is there <laughs> anything we can do to help them before we leave? I mean, they don't seem like they need much help. They're doing quite well out here in the forest. Cool. Don't we leave? Yeah. yeah. Uh, although you do see, as you're leaving, they are starting to construct an altar to Wavell <laughs> well, um, at the entrance oh, of the no. woods. God. Well, what can we do? Yeah. It, it gives them comfort. Okay. So, um, your next stop on your itinerary, I guess, mm-hmm. is to head up to the Temple of Eol, which is the Temple of Death. Eol is the force of death, I should specify. The force? Yes. Not the god? Yeah. Eol is the force of death. Uh, okay. The gods under Eol are Fara, Nuea, and Besk. Fara is the guide, Nuea is the attendant, and Besk is he who comes. Mm. Again, I'm going to ask you, do you want to take the road, or do you want to try and go through the forest? My argument, then, is we take the road, because we've had this positive experience 
with people in this town that I'd be like, okay. it's friendly yeah. here. And I think now that we can speak the language, I would be more That's willing to true. take the road, yes. too. Road? Road it is. And you head off. This town is pretty far off the beaten path, so it takes you a little bit to get back to the road. So it's a good thing that all four of you got these cloaks because it is raining the entire time. It's a week's journey to get to the base of the Farah Mountains, and it is just miserable. It, except for Fran. Fran doesn't give a crap. She's I love it. She loves it. I am in a great raining. mood. I'm whistling. I'm dancing yeah. in the rain. But for I'm the rest of you, rain. it is cold and it is muddy and it is rainy and the rain does not let up the entire week. But after a week in this awful weather, you finally reach the bottom of the Farah Mountains. There is a signpost at the bottom of the mountain, which you can read now, and it says that to the northeast of where you are is a town called Doval. And pointing up the path, it just says the Pilgrim's Path. And as you are looking up it, it is fairly well maintained. Except that this mountain is very high. It is a big ass mountain. So as you guys start up the steep, treacherous path, it is going to be a rough hike. So I'm going to have you all roll survival checks. 19. 21. I got 12. I have amazing survival. Okay, awesome. So you guys do very well. Um, you may not have the equipment or the tools for a climb like this, but you have magic, uh, and that helps out a lot. So you are uh, about halfway up this path when you see two figures and a donkey with a cart up ahead of you. What do you want to do? I want to say, like, Kaelin Wilmet. Yeah. I would just be like, what's up? I want Corbin to turn into an animal and go scout out the situation. I turn into a donkey. <laughs> That's so suspicious. Why is a donkey walking up a mountain by himself? To say hi to the other donkey. <laughs> no, a dog would make more sense. Is there somewhere else? Is there somewhere for the rest of us to hide while this donkey... <laughs> yeah. Um... Oh, wait. I, I think... Lyco would volunteer to like go with as yeah. like the person escorting the donkey. Yeah, be my owner. Then we might as well just go. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. I'll wait. I'll wait. But it's even more suspicious <laughs> if it's just a donkey. Okay. Yeah, it sure is. The goddess, she comes over to you, Corbin. <laughs> yeah. And she signs to you. You know, we should try and be stealthy. Maybe the better form to take right now would be that of a crow. I've already wasted. I'm, oh. Ugh. He groans. The goddess wants you to do it. Mary uh, said so. All right. (laughs) But I'm a donkey, so it kind of comes out like, (laughs) and I turn into a crow. I hate this. (laughs) So you fly ahead and uh, perch on a a rock up ahead. On their donkey. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So you go up ahead and you perch on their donkey, and both the men are very startled. Um, (laughs) What do they look like? They are two young men, uh, maybe late 20s. They are both tan with black hair. They're wearing warm-looking clothes. And you can see that in the cart that this donkey is pulling is a body wrapped in cloth, in white cloth. <gasps> oh, it's probably a funeral thing. They're killers! <laughs> um, one of them grabs the other's arm and clutches his. Paolo, that is an omen. We should we should turn back. I open my beak and I do that thing that that bird does in the video where it goes waka 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 waka. <laughs> so the man who was uh, Paolo is, as he was called, uh, looks at the other man and is like, "You honestly think that's an omen?" <laughs> 
I look directly at that man and I go, waka, 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 waka. <laughs> it's just some weird bird. I, I heard about this. There's weird birds up in these mountains. I fly up and I land on his head. I can uh, continue to make the well, noise. Well, which one? Paolo or the, the other one? The one who was like, it's no big deal. Paolo bats you off his head. Yeah. Shoot, shoot. Get out of here. I fly by. I start circling them. Okay. I land on the dead body. They. <laughs> yeah, I pull the cloth back with my beak. It is the body of a man who looks like he's a little bit younger than these two, but v- looks very similar to Solemn, right, which is the other man. Probably his brother. <laughs> One thing you notice about this body mm-hmm. is that it looks like there are some patches of greenish scabs coming up the neck. Get away from there. And they immediately both start yelling at you and shooting you away from the body. <laughs> All right, I fly away. Salem shouts after, damn birds. <laughs> Are you going to come back to us Yeah, now? I go back to you guys and I turn back into a human. Okay. Uh, and I say, they seem cool. They're probably just like trying to do a dead body thing with their dead brother. Funeral. <laughs> That's what it's called. What? A dead body? <laughs> what? <laughs> You know what, Corbin, when you inevitably die young, I am going to invite people to your dead body thing, and I will refuse to call it a funeral. Please do. I'll be making direct eye contact with your ghost. Corbin, I'm going to make sure you live a long time. Oh, thank you, Leica. The guy just pats your arm, then moves out from behind the rocks. All right, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So you guys go up to talk to them? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say, hail, travelers. They look behind them and both wave, oh, hail, hail, travelers. They stop their donkey and cart and let you guys catch up to them. And I say, did you see a weird, nerdy bird? We did, actually. It's The birds on this mountain are so weird. We'd heard about them. What's, what's the, the, what have you heard about the nerd birds? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Paolo shrugs and he says, hey, not anything specifically, just that they're weirdly aggressive and if you go too far up the mountain especially on the eastern side they'll attack you but typical birds i should introduce myself i'm paolo and this is my husband solemn and uh solemn holds out his hand we shake their hands i try to do a cool handshake with a high five in it with them can you uh, roll for that yeah it's charisma yeah roll your charisma check eight you you bungle it you, like, go for a high five, but he doesn't understand what you're doing, so you just boop him on the nose. <laughs> All right. Cool. That was... Where are you Where are you from? Is that a traditional greeting? Just a tiefling thing. Um, do they like my hair? Well, do you have your hood up? Yes. Yeah, so they don't notice your hair. Yeah, I, I like my, my blue skin. <laughs> they have not commented on it and actually are kind of avoiding looking at you. Mm-hmm. Friends used to that. Uh, well, we're uh, we're sorry for your loss. What brings you up this mountain? Well, our loss. This is my brother. Psalm says, uh, putting a hand on the cart. There was a plague that came from some monsters near our village, and he didn't get better. So it, he always wanted to be buried up at Farah's temple. So we decided to make the trip. Weather hasn't been the greatest, but at least for this long climb, we're not dealing with the rain. It's a kind thing you're doing. Psalm nods and Paolo puts an arm around his shoulders and gives him a little squeeze, a little side hug. Where's your village? What what brought this on? Oh, we're from not too far south of here. Wolf Cliff. We, there was a, it came from the Long Castle. 
all these sorts of things always do. I don't know what it is about that cursed place, but monsters spawn there all the time. Their eyes eventually, as, as they're explaining this, their eyes sort of finally trail to the wolves that are behind you. And Solemn grabs Paolo's arm and he's like freaking out silently. <laughs> uh, Laika notices this and says, oh, don't worry, they're, they're friendly. Are those wolves? Yeah. And they look at each other like, oh my god, Godspeed. Those are, those are extinct. Where did you find wolves? Oh, fuck. <laughs> are there other canines? What? Like coyotes? Oh, I mean, sure, down in the deserts. Mm. All right. So there could be wolves elsewhere, too. I mean, no. No, no one's seen wolves in thousands of years. <sighs> well, yeah. Like 2,000 years, probably. The cliffs near our town have drawings of wolves. That's where it gets its name. We've seen these depictions. They're beautiful. Never seen them. Can I... Uh, and this is Paolo speaking. Says, yeah. Can I pet it? Uh, let me ask. Wait, you need to ask? Do they speak? Um, not in the normal. <laughs> not to you. <laughs> not in the normal fashion. I can, I can understand their body language. So I like look to them and I like ask telepathically, Gingy, is it okay? And I, Gingy, uh, immediately runs up to Paolo and starts like butting her head against his legs oh, and his hand. So cute. Yeah. She's looking for them, for those good butt scritches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she likes treats. So as, Paolo, he gets down on her level, he squats down, and he starts just giving her the best, like, rubbing her face, scratching her butt, giving her the best <laughs> pets, and Salm rummages in the wagon and finds a little bag of jerky, and he, he gives her a piece of jerky, and they are just loving it. And I, then, like, beckon to Zarun to come yeah, forward. Oh, yeah, after, after a minute, after Zarun's been hanging back, and finally he comes over, and he... Just sort of walks into Paolo <laughs> until until he edges Gingy out and then just sits down in front of him and accepts the love, accepts the pet. Sarude is like the best old giant like reserved dog ever. I say, Zarude, you really like those pets, huh? Well, you don't pet me. I pet you all the time, Grandpa. <laughs> Um, grandpa! <laughs> is that his name? Grandpa? Yeah, my, he's my grandpa. <laughs> his name is Zaroon, which is grandpa in our language. Where are, uh, oh, where are you from? Uh, Deer's Cliff. <laughs> are you, is, do you mean Deer Bay? Uh-huh. No. Deer, <laughs> hey, Deer Bay. Get it? Well... We would greatly appreciate the extra company and protection. I I hope I'm not assuming, Paolo says, but you guys look like you're pretty well armed and these pads yeah, can be a bit I'm dangerous. well armed and I flex my incredibly scrawny <laughs> arms. <laughs> okay, so you guys start heading up the road with Paolo Salm and the donkey in the car. And, and while we're heading up, I pet Zarun and I'm like, I pet you all the time. <laughs> 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 He's eating it up. He loves it. <laughs> it was all a lie. It was all a ploy. <laughs> well, it worked. <laughs> so, a little further up the path, uh, the, God, how big is your group now? The lot of you, all of you, come to a huge waterfall. And Salm and Paolo, they look at each other and then they take out a map and they shake their head. This isn't supposed to be here, Salm says. This is, this is, <sighs> This is just supposed to be a 
stream and a, a bridge that goes over it. We're far enough into summer, the spring melt shouldn't have done this. But there it is in front of you, a huge waterfall that has completely crushed the bridge that used to go over it, probably about 100 feet across. It is coming down the mountain steep from a cliff above you, crashing down over to where you see there's the ruins of where there used to be a bridge, but the force of the water has completely decimated it, and then it is flowing further down the mountain. How do you guys want to get across? Are so, there any trees? No. Is it like the waterfall is going straight down, or is it like the waterfall is going down and then over a little and then straight down? Second one. I have a spell called Water Walk. And keep in mind, though, you also, because you are traveling now with... Yeah, it's moving very fast. and a cart with a dead body. Yeah, cart, donkey, wolves. Okay, so here's the spell. spell. The spell grants the ability to move across any liquid surface, such as water, acid, mud, snow, quicksand, or lava, um, as if it were harmless solid ground. Up to 10 willing creatures I can see within range gain this ability for the duration, which is one hour. Oh my god, Corbin, do it! I have an ability? Um, that might be coming in handy for the, it's a, a regular, normal ability that many people have. Oh, uh, I suppose I don't know how it's not, it, it would be effective. It is, uh, one downside. Um, it, it might be difficult to get the cart with us across, but the body could come. Oh, uh, Paolo and Saul look at each other. Well, I mean, if we leave the cart, then we have to carry the body the rest of the way up the mountain. Could we, like, lay him on top of your donkey anyway? I guess. I mean... Or maybe on the back of one of the wolves? Yeah, I mean, Gingy's uh, huge. She's a steed. That's... They look at each other uncertainly, and then Solom says, I guess we're also worried about the plague, we don't oh, want anybody to no. get sick. We've done our best to clean the body, but we don't have any sort of protections with us for dealing with it. We we figured the tieflings up at the temple were going to <laughs> be able to, to help us. At the temple. I'm not concerned about that. I my wolf, Gingy, is unaffected by disease. Uh, oh, I didn't realize that wolves weren't affected by diseases. Uh, not all wolves. Gingy's a particular case. She has a very strong immune system. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I S- guess. And I look to Gingy and I say, are you okay to carry him across? I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> and she, uh, uh, she says that she squares off and stands like with her paws all evenly spaced apart. Very ready. <laughs> oh, she's the cutest <laughs> wolf alive. Cute. Remember that time we all got the shits and Gingy didn't get them at all? <laughs> I'll never forget that time. <laughs> I, I got the shits so bad. I didn't get the shits. Like got, got the shits worse than anyone. Yeah, she had the worst of the shits. <laughs> uh, you guys are shits. <laughs> um, okay, so do you want to cast the spell? Yeah, uh, I cast Water Walk on all of us, everybody present, including the dead body. Okay, so... Who's going to be the first person to attempt to cross? I'll do it, because if I get swept away, I just turn into a fucking bird and fly mm, off. Yeah, okay. good idea. <laughs> good, good idea, good idea. So when you step onto the water, you find you are able to step, but your footing is not good, because the water is moving super, super fast. Yeah, that's fair. So Corbin is, like, going? 
and yeah, he's she, making. Yeah, yeah, I'm going okay, first. Okay, so anyways. as long as you're walking, like let's all stay close to each other. Then I'm gonna go last too. Okay. okay. Yeah, so let's decide the order that you guys want to cross in. So it's gonna mm-hmm. be Corbin. Yeah, I'll go first. One of the dudes. One of the dudes. So probably Sal. We'll say one of the wolves. Wolf. Uh, we'll say Zarun. Okay, and then it is the goddess. Me. Fran. Paolo. Gingy. Gingy with the body. Yep. And then soy. Do you want to like, like brace? Do you want to like brace Gingy a little bit in case like she loses her footing and the body falls off and flies? Well, off yeah. The end do of you want to like yeah. tie it down? Do you want me to roll for that too? Yeah, roll. I, what did I have you roll? I think for survival. survival. Yeah, survival. Just to see if you. Have I you. did terribly. Oh, oh good. No. I'm glad you rolled. I I'm gonna actually ask for assistance. I I say <laughs> I'm really good at survival. I'll help you. Okay. I'll come. I'll come. I step on the water and I say. It's walkable, but it's very, very hard to keep your footing. And then I come back and I help you with this fucking knot. (laughs) That's 12 plus 7. That's good. So, you all walk in a line across the torrent of water. But but this isn't, like, it's not a calm lake or just a river with a current. It's extremely choppy and it's fast and you are all going to have to make dex saves to stay up. I got 10. (laughs) I got 15. Okay. That's 17. Okay, so Corbin, Zerun, Mary, and Fran, you all do okay keeping your footing as the water rushes beneath you. However, Salm, Gingy, and the donkey, Paolo, and Laika, the water's just too rough. And one by one, you each fall down into the waterfall rushing over the edge of the cliff. she has anything that can cure poison. She should. She doesn't. She, she should. should. She, if yeah. she's got cleric stuff, she should. I think you should say that she heals him from poison. Guys, I was on the <laughs> game that I set up. <laughs> Jesus. You're telling me to cheat? Kat, I think, Kat, I think that you should just make Phelan, like, stop running and, and hand himself over to us and, Kat, and cure everybody. Kat, just do it. <laughs> no. I actually made a fucking character sheet for her, and I picked out her spells, and unfortunately, I was a fool and did not pick out anything that can cure Well, when she poison. levels up, she better get a poison curing yeah. spell. <laughs> she better. My favorite thing to do on the playground is swing on the monkey bars. That was what I was going to say, Tiffany. My favorite thing is the monkey bars. My favorite thing, a little boy, (laughs) is to play in the sandbox. And my favorite thing is to play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. But what's that? What? What? Isn't that for grown-ups? Not anymore. Playground Adventures is a third-party design company for RPG products with a focus on adventures and activities for kids. 
Does that mean I can play D&D? Yes, it does, Sally. Playground Adventures offers family-friendly gaming for everybody, no matter if you're a little Sally and little Timmy or an old crusty lady like me. <laughs> Everyone can enjoy adventures such as Pixies on Parade, which was End Zeitgeist candidate for top 10 adventures in 2015, and the sequel, Nightmares on Parade, which was voted number one in 2016. But I don't know how to play D&D. I get scared of new experiences. Luckily, they have the after-school adventures. They're one-shot shorts designed to only take a couple of hours to complete. Then I can be done before bedtime! Yes, you can, little Sally. Playground Adventures has campaigns designed for Pathfinder, Ponyfinder, 5e, and Hero Kids. So pick up an adventure today! To find these adventures and more, go to playgroundadventures.net.